Welcome to the Hills Baptist Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us as we see Jesus glorified, lives transformed and hope revealed in the Adelaide Hills and beyond. We hope you enjoy this message. So we're going to today, it's the last in our series on I Am The Vine. I, I, I am the I Am series of Jesus. It's our last in the I Am series of Jesus and it is I Am The Vine. So I think most of us know that Jesus said this statement somewhere in his ministry. We probably know, and especially we've heard it in the I Am series, you'd think, oh yeah, one of those things is I am the vine. But just to set the scene a little bit about what's going on when Jesus says, I am the vine, what's the context? And the context is the Last Supper. The Last Supper is the meal that Jesus had, the last meal he had with his disciples before he was crucified. And it was a very deliberate and intentional meal where Jesus, even though he was going to die on a cross and was the victim here, was actually preparing his followers for what is to come. So he's the victim and he's giving out. Jesus as victim is there preparing his disciples. And in the course of the night, he's actually said some things that have really disturbed them because he's actually told them that he's going to go away. He's told them he's going to go away. Now, as it happens, he's told them this several times, and he's told them he's going to die on a cross. And he's told them that several times, but they still haven't really got it, even up to the Last Supper. And if you think of even when he died, even after he died, they still didn't quite get it. It took some time before they really got what Jesus was on about. So they're in this space, they're having this last meal, Jesus is saying these disturbing things about what's going to happen and they're really grappling with that and battling with that. If there's a verse that sets the scene for just before or where the disciples are at, as Jesus says, I am the vine, it's John chapter 14, verse 27. I'm actually going to say this in reverse order that it appears in the verse just because I think it's helpful to see what the the disciples, where the disciples are at and then what Jesus' response is or what he's trying to do. So in John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And this is really speaking to where the disciples are at right at that point in time. If you read through the passage at this point, the disciples are actually, their hearts are troubled. They've heard this disturbing news about what's going to happen to Jesus. And they're a bit afraid because Jesus said, I'm going away. But then Jesus responds or Jesus' response within that over the course of this dialogue is, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. I I do not give as the world, to you as the world gives. But peace I live with you, my peace I give to you. So they're, they're troubled, but Jesus is trying to speak peace to them. And then he says our passage which is John chapter 15. You might want to open it up. By the way, if you want a simpler version of this, if you want a simpler version of this, I'd recommend Andrew McDonough's The Gardener and the Vine, okay? Now, I've only read this about five billion times to my grandchildren, various grandchildren. On a wild, lonely hill, on a thin, straggly vine, lived a, a branch named Basil. No one visited Basil, and Basil visited nobody until the gardener came, and so on. So five billion times. That might be an exaggeration. It might be only four billion times. 
But I digress. We're actually here to read, but it is a good book. Um, uh, we're here to read John chapter 15, and we're going to read the first 17 verses. I just encourage you, if you've got a Bible, keep it open, because when we come to our, our, our points that we're going to make, we do jump around a little bit, and it's helpful to have it in front of you. John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Greater love has no... Uh, Sorry, my command is this, love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay one's life down for one's friends. You're my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I learned from my father, I made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. So as we read this passage, we're going to look at five key points that Jesus is talking to here, or five key points to remember as we look at this verse. And so the first point we're going to look at is actually remembering. As we read, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener, remember who I am. Remember who Jesus is, that Jesus is the vine. I am the vine. What's a vine? The vine is the source. So a vine, a, a vine plant has a core and branches, and we're going to come to the branches. But Jesus as the true vine is the source. He's the giver of life. The giver of life. That if you're part of the vine, every if you're part of the vine, if you're a branch, everything comes from the source. The giver of life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the center. He is the gate. He is the light. All of those things we've been looking at. Or as he simply states in John chapter 8, before Abraham was, I am. I am God. So remember who Jesus is. Remember John chapter 1 in the prologue where he says, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Remember who I am. But also remember who the Father is as well. Because he says, my Father is the gardener. 
And what's a gardener? A gardener is someone who looks after plants. Gardener is someone who looks after the vine. That's the great thing about our book. <laughs> That's what the book's about. Our father is the, is the gardener. What does a gardener do? It may, helps plants to flourish. Not there to give them a hard time. It, the gardener actually wants plants to flourish and to produce fruit, to be fruitful. But he's looking to establish healthy and productive plants. Secondly, remember who you are. That's who we are. I, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. We are branches. I am the vine, you are the branches. We are branches. Now, a branch has two identities. It has its own identity as a branch. Every branch is an individual. Yes, we are all individuals. Um, I could get you all to say that in unison. But um, yes, we are all individuals. We have an identity as an individual branch, but we are part of the whole. We are part of the whole. A branch by itself is just a branch, but a branch that's part of the vine is part of the vine. It has an identity within the vine. And as a branch, we should be finding our identity in the vine. Whereas our identity, our identity is in Christ. One thing about branches is if you separate them from the branch, from the vine or the tree, you separate them, what happens? They die. They die. You can't go off and be a branch by yourself. Well, you can, but you'll be a dead branch and you won't survive very long. And after a while, you rot and you get put in the compost and disappear. But um, So you can't be a, a, a branch by yourself or a live, flourishing, fruitful branch by yourself. It's one of the reasons why we gather together like we do here, like we're doing this morning. Today, you, either through what we're saying here or through something else, you're getting fed. It's part of being part of the vine. And it's a great encouragement for us to meet, yes, in small groups, but also in larger groups to see the whole vine and get a sense of what God is doing in that space. So we remember who we are. And the second part about remembering who we are is that as part of the whole, we are loved. The gardener loves the vine and, and wants it to be um, fruitful and healthy. Verse 9 says, As the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. So we are loved. In the down times in life, it's actually wonderful to know, A, that we are loved, and B, that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. That we belong in the vine. It's a wonderful thing to remember. Thirdly, Jesus says, Remain in me as I also remain in you, and remain in my love. What's Jesus saying here? He's saying, Stay, stay with me. Some translations will use the word abide or dwell in this place. And the sense of the word here is actually about being with Jesus, but not just sort of hanging around. But if you think of the word abide in me, abide is, comes from the same root word as abode. And abode is a place where you live. Live with me. Remain in me. So go through life with me. It's a place, abide with me, is go through life with me. Not over there, don't have me over on the side, live, dwell. If you look at concordances, they'll say other words like continue or you know, they'll use this same word in the, same, in the sense of continue or tarry or endure or remain. All of these thoughts to abide in Jesus. 
So I mentioned um, we were going to do something later that would help you remember, and we're going to start that here just very briefly, and there's a lot more of this to come, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but just to aid your memory, I want you to say these three words after me, okay? Remember, remember, remain, because that's where we're up to. So remember, remember, remain. Remember, remember, remain. Keep that thought. It's going to get more exciting. Because by the way, you didn't sound very excited about that, but... <laughs> Trust me, you are going to be very excited about that before you leave. Okay, fourth point, expect fruit. In verse 16, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. There's an expectation that if we abide in Christ, that there will be fruit. We're not just abiding in Christ to grow some nice lush leaves. We're not just abiding in Christ to draw, to draw on that strength and life for ourselves. There's an expectation that there will be fruit. That is an expectation of God, but there should be an expectation of ourselves that we will bear fruit as well. So what does that fruit look like? Well, we might say it looks like the fruit of the Spirit uh, in Galatians chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. That'd be good fruits to have, wouldn't they? In our lives, they'd be great fruits to have in our life as part of the vine. We could also go to, to growth, to new branches. One of the things we're asked to do is share the good news about Jesus. And what does that look like in the context of a vine? Well, in, if you're into horticulture, you'll know that vines are often grafted. And that grafting is actually something where branches are grafted into a vine and produce fruit, which is exactly what this book is about. It's about being grafted into Jesus. And so fruit from our lives should be other people receiving fruit and nourishment as well. But perhaps most of all, we should go to love. In verse 12, Jesus says, My command is this, to love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, and to lay one's life down for one's friends. And in verse 17, This is my commandment, love each other. So this commandment, the fruit looks like love. And what does love look like? 1 Corinthians 13 is a a great passage and it's probably familiar to many of us. But think of this in the life of being part of the vine and of part of fruit. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And in this world we live in right now, there's a, there's a bunch of divergent views around a whole range of, of topics. But I think what would Christ, what would Jesus want from us at this point in time? He wants us to love. What does love look like? Love looks like it's not self-seeking, it keeps no record of wrongs, it does not dishonour others, it doesn't delight in, in evil, it protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres. That's a robustness of relationship that says, you know, we might not agree on everything, but we can love each other and there is grace. And I just, I hope and pray that some of the grace that I've experienced that this church would you know, offer to others and particularly those who they don't agree with. 
many of you agree with a lot of the stuff that I've said. It's easy to give grace to people you agree with. It's harder with people that you don't agree with. But let's be a graceful church. And lastly, we should expect pruning. So verse 2, jumping around a bit. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. So we should expect pruning. If we abide in Christ, we should expect pruning. What's pruning? Well, the Greek word that's used here actually is relating to cleansing from impurity. It's actually cleaning up. It's actually cleaning up. So the pruning is cleaning up our life. And we should expect that if we abide in the vine, if we do life with Christ, that at some point there's going to be some pruning. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6 says, the Lord... Those the Lord loves, he disciplines. Those the Lord loves, he disciplines. We should actually embrace discipline. What this verse 2 is actually telling us to do is embrace discipline. Why? Because every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so it'll be even more fruitful. Even more fruitful. So what does pruning look like? Um, I'm going to give you one example. And I shared this a couple of weeks ago here because this is an example from my life. I shared that um, in my role, I actually stuffed up a couple of times in some conversations with some people and hurt them uh, in that space. And the next day I had to go back and say, I'm sorry, that wasn't my best work. I came from that from a totally wrong perspective. Um, A, will you forgive me? And B, can we have another crack at it? And I shared that here uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then, so that's not easy to do, just to go back to someone and say, I'm sorry, I stuffed up. Secondly, as part, because I'm representing the church in that space, I really felt like I should go and um, be accountable to the elders and say, I just want you to know this happened, um, you know, because it did. Uh, and I think it's important that you know, and I need your forgiveness as well, uh, because, you know, like I said, in this role, you represent the church. And, I, and it's one reason for sharing it here as well, um, is it's an accountability piece, you know, that it's important that these things are brought into the open and are not hidden away and are dealt with in that way and there's accountability. Uh, And so that wasn't easy. And then going to God, of course, is never easy with this stuff and saying, you know, look, not my best work. I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me? The great news is, is that um, in those cases that I shared, those people did forgive me. God forgave me. The elders comforted me in that time. Um, we're a great comfort and real help. So that was excellent. But what does, what does the fruit look like from that? Because, you know, God says we're, we're pruned that we might bear more fruit. What I can say is this last week, there was another situation, not exactly the same came up. It's quite different actually in one sense. But out of that experience from that pruning, I was able to say, I think we need to approach this in a different way with a, with a different heart than what this is coming across as. And I probably wouldn't have said that except for what had happened earlier. And it was there. The pruning was there. The scar tissue was there. The scar tissue was there to remind me that next time, love better. Next time, love better. And I think that's what happened. So now we come to the exciting bit. The exciting bit. Now, this is normally the deep part of the service. Um, And what we're about to do, you know, where we get quite introspective about application This is the deep part of the service and we're going to get right into application. It might not be as introspective as you think because this part, we actually need you to stand up 
Did I warn you we were doing chanting? I don't think I did. We're doing chanting, people, ladies and gentlemen. I'll get the band up the front. Because I said that um, one of the things I want to do is, I did say I, wanted to, I was going to do something that would help you remember today's service, okay, to remember the sermon. Now, you'll know through my tenure, I've liked to leave you with an earworm quite often, something that's just going to annoy you all week. This is my attempt at an earworm for you for this week, okay? So it goes something like this. I mean, I said, you know, I said a couple of things, but it goes something like this. This chap passage we've been looking at today is John 15. So what I want you to do is to say John 15, clap. Okay, so it's John 15. Very good. Let's do that a couple of times just so we get that rhythm going, okay? John 15. Okay, so then the next bit you've already done, okay? It's remember, remember, remain, clap. So John 15, remember, remember, remain. John 15, remember, remember, remain, clap. Then the last bit, so that if just so you know, remember, remember, remain were the points in the sermon, okay? Just, just, uh, just telling you. This is not made up just for fun. Okay, and the last bit is expect, clap, expect, clap. So, so let's just do that bit. Expect, 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 expect. Okay, so now from the start, okay? John 15. Remember, remember, remain. Expect, expect. John 15. Remember, remember, remain. Expect, expect. John 15, remember, remember, remain, expect, expect. Keep going. Keep going, okay? Now without my help from the front. Okay, I'll give you the John, okay? That's as far as I'm going. I'm giving you John, okay? John. Okay, thank you. That, that's great. We can keep going. Now, for the last thing, I'm actually not going to do this because I did this in the earlier service. It was terrible. <laughs> Which was I actually, I actually asked them to do their dance moves, to do this with dance moves, okay? It was horrendous. I'm not going to inflict it on you. Um, just to say that when I did it in the evening service, it was magnificent. They all um, lifted the roof off the place and the dance moves were fantastic. I think not enough of you are doing Zumba um, and you need to do that. Just let me say that. So we're just going to do that one more time. Then um, we're going to close the service. Uh, the last song we're going to sing, oh, let's do that first and then I'll speak to that. So ready? John 15, remember, remember, remain. Expect, expect. Great drumming there. I like that. Good. Excellent. Good stuff. All right. Um, as you know, during my tenure, we've often done benedictions at the end of the service. We're singing the benediction today. There won't be a spoken one at the end of the service, so we're going to sing our benediction. For those who like me speaking it, bad luck. Um, I'm not going to be here next week anyway. It's not going to happen. Um, but uh, this song is something that actually was the first benediction I gave when I gave here. I know it was the last benediction that Mark uh, gave when he left as well, um, and I thought that's really worth acknowledging in that sense as well. There's a sense of continuity about all of this uh, in terms of what's going on in that space. But it is, it's the song we're going to sing is called The Blessing. It's the Aaronic Blessing. Um, and as we sing this together, I just do want us to sing with a view that we are part of a whole. And really we're singing this blessing as we sing it together. We're singing this blessing to each other. 
and that we leave and live with that grace that this blessing actually communicates. That as we sing this song, we're saying to all of us here, we are part of the body and I'd love to see God's blessing on your life. So we're going to sing that song in just a second. Just a reminder that there is prayer. Oh, and I will say, so at the end, Felicity might say that's it, um, but there'll be no other long speech at the end of the service. But just to remind you that prayer is available after the service here. Um, and yeah, do hang around and have a chat to people if you don't need to get away quickly. So with that, I'm going to hand over Felicity. We're going to sing our benediction. Thanks for listening to the Hills Baptist Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in developing and equipping passionate disciples who love God, love people and boldly share the gospel, you can do that at hillsbaptist.com forward slash giving. We pray this message has empowered you to live and love more like Jesus. Have an amazing day.